Um, hello, my name's Gary Wilkie, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I guess I'd like to start out. Uh, thank you. I'd like to start out by, um, for lack of better words to say, uh, thank you, because the, the support from this congregation uh, has been unbelievable. Uh, the prayer support and the financial support, um, I guess I didn't know that there was that many people that cared about me, to be honest with you. Um, so for lack of, uh, you know, better word to say, I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, and that's not a pun, all right? Um, I'd like to thank Jeff and Tracy. They've been uh, great friends through this whole thing, and and my uh, son and daughter and son-in-law have been a tremendous support. And my wife, who's been a, a nurse 24-7 for the last two years. Um, so, I'll get right with it here because Jeff said I only had an hour. So, uh, um, I guess this journey really started in 01. Um, I, I wore a halter monitor for 24 hours. They called me and told me, that I had to come in to get a, a implanted defibrillator put in because I was at risk for sudden death. And uh, that was on a Wednesday. They said they were going to do it Thursday. So I went in on Wednesday night, and then they, uh, Thursday, they told me they weren't going to do it until Monday, and I had to stay in the hospital. Well, I had never stayed in the hospital or been in the hospital before, so I decided that I was going to unhook the monitor and leave. So I unhooked it, and I left, and I was walking, Jackie and I were walking down the sidewalk, um, and in pulls Frank, all right? Uh, he wasn't even there to see me. He just, he was pulling in, and I said, all right, Lord, you win. And I, <laughs> I went back in and stayed until Monday. Um, so it, that one, I, it, didn't, it didn't shock me, but the next one that they put in, uh, shocked me and it did when I was asleep and it was like I was dreaming oh I'm I'm dying and uh, I can't believe how peaceful this is so this is what you know the Bible talks about peace beyond recognition and it was unbelievably peaceful and then it shocked me uh, basically you know it brought me back to life and it seemed like the whole thing was 25 seconds and when I went to ask the doc, when I had a doctor appointment, I went in and asked him how long it had taken, and he said it was 23 seconds, so it was like real, uh, real time. But the the peace was beyond, beyond understanding, definitely. And after after that, it shocked me two more times in in three three years. It shocked three times, at, in the same month. Um, and then they started talking about um, being on the transplant list. And I didn't know, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do that because I had family members who, who did not have good experience. My brother, uh, I had cousin, um, basically, that uh, really suffered. So, I, you know, I prayed. I spent a lot of time praying, you know, Lord, you have to show me what you want me to do. And... Uh, Within a few days, he sent me two people out of the clear blue that had transplants and were very successful that were 10 years, 12 years out. Um, 
so he answered um, my, my prayer, basically. So I promised to be a good patient after that. Um, and I was. Um, I did exactly what I was asked to do. Um, two years ago, um, I really went south. And um, I was down to, by the time I got to Boston Hospital, I was down to 5% heart function. And they didn't think I was going to make it. Um, nine and a half weeks I spent in ICU. And I had a LVAD um, and put in. Um, and basically, I wasn't doing all that well. About four and a half weeks in, I couldn't sleep at night, so I spent a lot of time praying and listening to worship music. About four and a, four and a half weeks in, I had had enough, you know, and I, I just cried out, Lord, you know, either take me home or heal me, but I can't continue like this. And uh, the next day, I kind of turned around, and I started... Uh, um, you know, getting, getting better. Um, he promised me that the transplant wouldn't, the heart transplant itself wouldn't be as hard as what I had gone through with the LVAD. Um, so I came home two years, I, almost two years, I did pretty well waiting for the call. I got the call, uh, October 28th, I believe. And I was transplanted October 28th. Um, and this isn't about me, you know, this is about, this is about prayer. It's, it's about grace and, and it's about faith, you know, because never once did I think that I wasn't going to make it. it. It was all right. You know, if I didn't, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but I never, I, I never thought that I wasn't going to live because I knew there was more that I needed to accomplish. Um, I was transplanted and I was out of the hospital in 10 days. Um, I had to stay in Boston, but the opportunity to pray for people, nurses, um, other people in the hospital, just, you know, I asked the Lord for boldness and he just opened doors and our hospital room actually was a con, a place that people came and, and, and hung out and nurses and, uh, other staff members, um, you know, we prayed. We we prayed for so many people. There was a when I I stayed in Beacon House, which is is a place to stay after you release, but you have to stay in Boston near the hospital. And there was a a, a professor, a mother whose son had overdosed for the second time on heroin, and she was a professor. And she, I asked if I could pray f- for her and her son. And she said, sure, if you believe in that kind of stuff. But by the time we got done praying, she was in tears, and she asked us to go visit her son. And we, we went, Jackie and I went and visited him and, and prayed for him. And, um, you know, nurses that were having problems at home asked for prayer, and, and we would pray for him. And um, there was one gentleman, um, there was one gentleman by the name of... Uh, Jamie and, and his wife Rebecca had been in the hospital for six weeks. She was in a coma. They didn't know what was wrong with her. They were trying to figure out, and he was really, he was really down. And uh, it was him, his father, and two of his sons were were staying at the same place. And 
and I asked if we could talk, you know, if we could pray for him. And, you know, we all got in a circle. I mean, he wasn't necessarily a believer. We got in a circle, and we held hands, and I prayed. And we did that for a couple nights. And, uh, and he started, his wife started to come around. And, uh, you know, she was fighting and trying to get out of bed now. So basically, she was out of the coma, and they still didn't know why. Well, I'd, I lost touch with him for a couple of weeks, and the day we were leaving, we decided, we walked between Beacon House and the hospital, and we um, decided to go a different way, back up to Beacon House, and there was this guy coming down the street, and I didn't even recognize him. He just had joy, and uh, he said, Gary, is that you? And uh, he came over, and his, his wife was actually getting a lot better. She was, you know, she was out of bed. Uh, she was communicating, and he said, he said, I found a, he said, I went to the, um, I, I went to the chapel at the hospital, and uh, then he said, I found a Methodist church, and he said, you know, there's music, there was a band there, there was real music, and it was good, that's what he's telling me, he said, and the message, it was uplifting, but to look at this guy's face, it was completely, he, I wouldn't even have recognized him, and he was just, you know, Joy. He had joy, and uh, it it was uh, it was very it was very good. And uh, so there's been so many opportunities since you know way too many to to even you know to even remember. But you know even a, an appointment at St. Peter's and a lady in the waiting room, and you know just opportunity to go you know pray for her husband. Um, so, so I know that uh, there's a reason that uh, I'm still alive and I'm just waiting for the call. Um, and I guess I'd like to, to finish with uh, 2 Corinthians voice, uh, verses 3 and 4, um, first chapter 3 and 4. And it's uh, all praise to God the Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and source of all comfort. He comforts us in all troubles so we can comfort others. When we are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And uh, I guess I, I'd finish by, by saying just, just keep looking up. You know, God is, God is good. Thank you.